Welcome to Thanksgiving Week here on Brit David Podcast. We are glad that you have chosen to join us as Pastor Tim shares a message from Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3, entitled, The Messiah's Mission Among Mourners. Each year, we host a service called Honor and Remembrance. It is designed for families who have lost someone dear to them this past year, and they will be spending their first Thanksgiving and Christmas without them. Grief is hard, and the holidays seem to highlight our hurt. If you are stumbling through grief, and you don't know where to turn, or if there is any hope on the other side, we want you to know that there is hope, and it is found in the person of Jesus Christ. May this message bless you and minister to you during this holiday season. Here's Pastor Tim. All right, take your Bible, please, and turn with me to Isaiah chapter number 61. I want to speak directly this morning to those who feel that sting of loss. You know, maybe this is not your first Thanksgiving or Christmas, but it still hurts, doesn't it? I'm going to speak directly not only to those that are in the building, but those that are watching today. Those that feel that very same kind of need. I think today about my good friend, friends, Paul and Cynthia Middleton, who today is the first anniversary of their son's death. I understand how difficult that can be for him today. I want to speak to those who feel like they don't fit into this category. Not yet, anyway. Because there's coming a time, isn't there? There's coming one of those seasons where everybody is going to be in need of what God has to say to us today in this specific passage. If you're already there in Isaiah chapter 61, listen to what God says through his prophet. Beginning in verse number 1, the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. These very same words are found in the Gospel of Luke. In chapter number 4 there, as Jesus is in the synagogue, in Nazareth, He's been handed a scroll and asked to read, and he turns to the portion that you and I have read today. He reads about half of what you and I have read, and then he closes the scroll, hands it back to the attendant. The Bible says then that he sits down. I can almost imagine that he simply scans the crowd looking at every single face, at every single person as they wonder, what is he about to say today? With their anticipation building, Jesus says to them, Today, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. I want you to know on that day when Jesus did that, they didn't receive his words very well. 
I hope that you will receive his words far better today. That you will allow the Spirit of God to take the Word of God and apply it directly to the heart of you, the child of God, that you might be like the Son of God. That's what His Word is designed to do. His Word is designed to encourage us. His Word is designed to instruct us. His Word is designed to correct us. His Word is designed to lead us and to guide us. And He uses passages like, just like this to do that very same thing. It's amazing to think that Isaiah writes this some 700 years before Messiah is born. And yet, in great detail, he gives us specific missions for this coming Messiah. In fact, there are five specific things in this passage that God says that Messiah will accomplish. For us today, I want us to concentrate on just one of those five. Kind of the, it's the second one. It's kind of right there in the middle of verse number one. If you glance back at it again, what you find God saying through Isaiah is about Messiah, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. It's in that phrase in verse number one, and then what follows at the end of verse number two, and then the whole of verse number three, that tells me what God means by saying, I am sending my Messiah that he might heal the brokenhearted. I want you to know that God knows you. I want you to know that God knows your situation no matter what it is. Maybe it seems to fit today's theme, maybe it doesn't. But He knows everything about you. He knows your name. He knows how many hairs you have on your head. He knows where you're headed. He knows everything about you. And here's the kicker, even knowing you like you are, he still loves you. He still cares about you. You are his prized creation. And there's some specific things that I want to note for you today that God knows about the situation that you find yourself in. In fact, there are three of them. Number one, I want you to know that God knows who you need. God knows who you need. Now the angry person will say, well, I know who I need too. I need my loved one back. That's what I need. By the way, that's not necessarily true. And if your loved one were a believer, he wouldn't want to come back. That's what the angry person says. But the anxious person says, I, 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 know, I know what I need. I need my family and it is good for families to draw closer and nearer to one another, especially during these specific kinds of times. The answer is not your family. The adaptable person says, I, I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. I can handle this all by myself. It's the spiritually astute person who looks to the Lord and says, if you know who I need, send him to me. That's what this passage is about. 
It is about the sending of the one person whom you need. See, he's talking primarily about a person. Did you notice how many times he says, me? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. There is someone named me that you need. Is your verse like mine? I mean, your translation like mine is me capitalized? It makes it easier even for people like me to understand who he's talking about. He's talking about Messiah. He's talking about the Christ. He's talking about Jesus. He, the one true living God, the Father of us, knows who you need, and so he sends his own son for you. That's why Jesus goes to this passage. It says today, this passage, today, this scripture, today, this prophecy is being fulfilled in your hearing. You need Jesus. You need Jesus in your life, and you need him in the driver's seat. How many times have you heard someone say, I just don't know how people make it through this without the Lord? And some of you know exactly how that feels too, don't you? In grief, you need someone greater than yourself. You need someone who is more than yourself. You need someone who not only can sympathize with you in your need, but who can meet that need as well. The answer to your grief is not going to be found in alcohol. The answer to your grief is not going to be found in some new relationship. The answer to your grief is not going to be throwing yourself into your work and just becoming busy so that you keep your mind occupied. You need the Lord Jesus to be the Lord Jesus. God knows who you need. Secondly, God knows where you are. He knows where you are. It may be that you feel isolated. That you feel alone. Nobody sees you. Nobody knows you. Nobody cares about what you're going through. You can certainly get that from the idea that everybody else, for them, Thanksgiving is just regular Thanksgiving. Christmas is just regular Christmas. But for you, it's not. And it seems as if it puts you on an island way out there. Where nobody else can reach you. And the truth of the matter is, is if your personality is like mine, then you like it that way. You don't want to be seen. You don't want to be heard. You don't want anybody to make a fuss. You just want to be alone. God knows how that feels. And he knows right where you are. See, by saying God knows where you are, we're not talking about location, are we? We're talking about your state of mind. We're talking about your state of your emotions. We're talking about the state of your heart. Where are you spiritually and mentally and emotionally in the midst of your grief? To prove that he knows, he points some of these things out right here in this passage. I would take you back to that phrase there in verse number 1. He has sent me to heal who? 
the brokenhearted. If that's you, I do sympathize with you. Because the word that he uses for brokenhearted is a terrible word. It's obviously a compound word just like it is in English. It's broken and then it's hearted or it's, or it's engaged to the heart. But the word that he uses for broken is a word that means to be smashed into pieces. It's a word that means to be crushed. One that means to be wrecked violently. No wonder I don't feel like myself in the midst of grief. The very thing that makes me, me, has been cruelly ruined. He goes further. That's not enough for God to take his finger and place it right on your heart. He uses another word that he repeats twice. Both at the end of verse number 2 and at the beginning of verse number 2. He refers to you there not as the brokenhearted, but as one of those who, here's your word, mourn. For those who mourn. It's such, it's such a vital part of who we are as people that even your Bible has a whole book named Lamentations. To lament. And the prophet there, Jeremiah, writes this about those who are in mourning. Listen to this description. He refers to a her who is in mourning. He says, all her gates are desolate. Do you feel that way? That not only is it your heart that's broken, everything seems broken. Everything seems to be smashed into pieces. Nothing seems to be fixed and nothing seems to be right. All her gates are desolate. Her priests sigh. You get to a point where you don't know what to do. You know what you should do. It seems as if there's so much work that has to, that has to happen that you don't even know where to start. And it's like giving up. It's like a giant sigh. And that's from the people in this passage that are supposed to be the closest to the Lord. He says, her virgins are afflicted. The purest part of you has been damaged. The purest part of you Something is not right with. And then he says this. And she is in bitterness. Be careful griever. Be careful mourner. Be careful broken hearted. If you stay on that island of isolation for very long. You too will become bitter. And resentful. Toward God, toward your family, toward the person you've lost, even toward yourself. 
Did you know that that full description is something that God is already acutely familiar with? He himself knows exactly how it feels to lose someone through no fault of his own. He knows what it feels like to be brokenhearted. He knows what it feels like to mourn. So he knows where you are. And he knows who you need. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his message from Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3, entitled, The Messiah's Mission Among Mourners. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.